and welcome everyone to Knowledge is Power. Maganda umaga to all of our viewers who have joined us on our Facebook page and on Kumu. My name is Yona Lucica Signor and I'm the founder of Empowered Virtual Services Philippines. Knowledge is Power was created so we can share the different learnings and experiences of inspirational and distinguished personalities so that more people can learn, become inspired and be empowered. Now, the different sets of skills, knowledge and wisdom that we have come from our years of experience or education in our specific fields of experience and expertise. And having that passion and fire to share our knowledge is the power that can drive and make this world a better place. That's why here on our show, we want to be a platform where people can take away new learnings and use them in their personal and professional lives. Now, to start off our episode today, allow me to introduce our distinguished guest for this segment. She is a multi-talented person, a singer, a rapper, a songwriter, spoken word artist, a music producer, MC, and a director. She creates songs in multiple languages too, particularly in Tagalog, Warai, and English. This Filipino-American singer and rapper uses her talent and expertise in hip-hop music to promote the Philippines' cultural heritage and experiences throughout the world. She is from Tacloban, Philippines, who then migrated to California, USA with her family. And while pursuing her college years at the University of California, she had a chance to work with Six Bits and other spoken word collectives. Her music career became even more elevated as she released her mixtape, Lost in Translation, last December 20, uh, 2012. Then she released her full-length de debut album and began recording and releasing more albums in the next few years. Amazing. Now, she's also created projects for the Filipino channel, Mix TV, Dash Radio, and even on YouTube with her dedication as a Pinay singer who she even co-founded a scholarship program for self-identifying Pinays in higher education, arts, and activism, also known as Pinay Rising. I'm so honored that she'd yet said yes to being on our show to share her story and how she has wonderfully demonstrated through her career that knowledge is powerful and can amazingly change lives. To, to get to know her more and how her life was changed through her passion for the Philippine music and poetry, I'd like you all to give a warm welcome to our guest, Ruby Abara. Hello, Ruby. Hi. Hi, Yona. Hi, everybody that's tuned in. How are you going? I'm very happy. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for allowing me to, to be in communication and conversation with you today on your platform. And, you know, I, I'm I, I it was a no brainer for me when Mafe told me about this segment and knowing that, you know, it's about empowering and sharing knowledge and sharing inspiration for others. I mean, this is, you know, the, the type of work that I hope to accomplish with music. So I said, of course, and I, I'm already familiar with you, too, through Mafe. So thank you so much. Yeah. again. Thank you so much, Ruby. It truly is an honor. Um, I know through I know how much it means to you to be able to uh, do the work that you do through music. And so I'm super excited um, to, you know, have you on our show and for people to get to know you more as well. Now, I do have a few questions up my sleeve, but before I get started, I like to play um, quick games with my guests. Is that OK with you? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one is, I think you'll get it pretty quickly, but this one is called Guess the Filipino Song and Singer. Okay? So the instructions are, I'll read, I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll attempt to read the lines of the Filipino lyrics. Um, then when what you have to do is just guess the title and who wrote or who sang the song. Yeah? Are you game? I'm game. 
All right, let's start. So guess this Filipino song and singer. So the first line is Kung may, may itim or may puti. <laughs> and there's oh, I'm so sad that we don't get to hear the, the sample from, from you to no. the research this one. <laughs> oh my God. I I said to this I said to the team I don't want to um offend anybody <laughs> by mispronouncing any of the words, but are you able to guess the title of this song and who sang this, Ruby? Of course, the rapper is Francis Magalona and the song is Mga Kababayan off of the of, Yo album. Of course, there you go, she even said the <laughs> album. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, just I wanted to share a fun fact or a quick history of Mga Kababayan. So in 1990, it was a song written by Francis Magalona and Jimmy Antiporta. It became a hit song as it promotes the Filipino people's culture, aspiration, and dedication. Uh, Francis Magalona also uses this song to remind Filipinos to believe in themselves, dream big, and work hard to obtain their goals in life. Uh, Francis M was one of the greatest master rappers in the Philippines, also known as the Filipino King of Rap. And I believe also Ruby's inspiration for being a musician, is that right? That's absolutely correct. He is the very first hip hop artist that my ears ever listened to. Um, he was my introduction wow. to hip hop. And I'm very fortunate that it was an artist like Francis M because as you mentioned, um, you know, through his lyrics, uh, the messages and that, that he delivered were definitely about empowering people and celebrating, you know, who we are and where we come from. Wow, that's awesome. Like, um, and I'm just so glad because, you know, I, I feel like this could potentially be one of those, um, you know, the, the, the team song or something like that because of the message. And it's so in line with what we're trying to do at EVS. Yes. And so that's why it's like, it's really, really exciting for me, um, you know, for you to be here. But, you know, I know I read a little bit about your bio, but are you able to just tell us a bit about yourself, a little bit more, your advocacy and, you know, your music career? Of course, and thank you, by the way, for that wonderful bio. I felt like I saw my my life flash before my eyes, and <laughs> I, I, all of a sudden I remembered I remembered my journey. But um, it's always it's always kind of um, tough for me of where to start when you know talking about who I am because, as, as you know, I mean, as with, as with everyone else, there's so many aspects. I think there's so many characteristics. There's so many experiences that ultimately make up who we are today. And for me, I think, you know, when, when I think about the overall picture, I think one of the main sections of, you know, me as Ruby Ibarra is definitely my heritage and having come from a, a country like the Philippines. So that's where, you know, my my, my life journey starts. I, I was born in a small town called Tacloban City in the Philippines. And I lived there for about four or five years with my family before we migrated to the U.S. And from there, um, you know, my, my father, he petitioned my mom as, as well as me and my younger sister. And we all packed our bags. We left the Philippines and we settled in the Bay Area, California. And I enrolled in kindergarten that very same year. I think it was maybe two months after we moved here from the Philippines that I had to start kindergarten right away. Yeah. And I just remember being completely um, just in awe of, you know, all of a sudden being 
being put into an entirely different country where the language is completely different, the culture is different, the traditions are different, and the people around me too, just community-wise. For the first time in my life, I saw a wide array of different heritages and you know people from different backgrounds and walks of life. And to me, I think that was very eye-opening. Coming from a small town and all of a sudden being exposed to that here in the US, I thought, oh my gosh, there's this entire world out there that I had never seen before. Uh, maybe I, I caught a glimpse of it from the movies that we watched back home, but to be able to see it right in front of me and to hear these languages and to all of a sudden taste all these foods too that come from different cultures. Um, it was, yeah. I think, um, you know, very formative for me, especially at, you know, being five years old and trying to eat, uh, eating a burrito for the first time and, you know, wondering yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is completely different from Filipino food. This is not chicken adobo. And um, <laughs> I, was, I was just very glad that out of all places in the U.S., it was the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area that my family moved to because it is a very, very diverse, you know, um, location here in the U.S. And from there, I think it was also natural that I continued my my love um, and passion for hip hop and music because here in the Bay Area, hip hop is you know such is embedded in the culture. Um, hip hop comes from the Black community, um, specifically from New York, and then um, also here in California at the time in the '90s, um, there was really no way that you could step outside of your house and turn a corner and not hear hip hop music playing from someone's car. And, and so for me, um, it was also an introduction into to my love and passion of music, um, learning the different artists like Snoop Dogg and Tupac yeah. and Lauryn Hill and hearing them for the first time. And, you know, just being in amazement, um, seeing these different cultures, seeing these different, hearing these different sounds. I think to me, more than anything, it was kind of an awakening um, culturally mm -hmm. for me. And me just opening up my eyes and expanding this, you know, this vast world that was out there. And from there, I, you know, I, as I went through school, I also picked up in the, the passion and interest in, in poetry because I took um, classes like English and also um, literature arts that had a focus on poetry. And my school also um, had a very heavy emphasis on the arts. So I was very fortunate that the school that I was enrolled in, for example, as, as a little kid, I was already learning how to play the violin and my mom bought me a, a small keyboard. So it was just music all around me in different ways. Like there was no way that I think that I could have avoided it. And from there, when I enrolled uh, in a university at UC Davis, I also joined a spoken word collective, as you mentioned in my bio, and, and that group was called Six Bits. And that for me was the very first time that I really got up on stage and performed in front of everyone. So it was a lot of you know first time experiences. And from there, having enrolled in a university too, I was very fortunate that they had a course like ethnic studies available at my school. So I also, in, you know, in this process of learning about the world, I also learned about who I was and where I came from. And, you know, for the first time, I remember picking up a, a, a book called America is in the Heart in my Asian American Studies course. And this book was written by a Filipino American author. And I think at the time, um, you know, growing up in America, I had never known that, um, you know, there were such a thing as Filipino authors or Filipino writers and directors and creatives. And that, that also opened up my, my eyes to, to recognize that 
the arts is also a lane that you know I can also pursue and also be an artist in my own right and not just be not just being on the other end of being the consumer or this fan but also wanting to become an artist and so for me I think you know whatever journey it was and whatever um, experience or location that I was in it was always opening up my eyes and um, discovering new things and ultimately discovering people too and i think you know i carry that with me to this day and that's why i wanted to start or co-found a program like the panay scholarship program because i i recognize that um you know what as, as much as i enjoy writing stories the story doesn't end with me it doesn't even start with me it's always going to be about community it's going to be about others how do we inspire others how do we empower others and how do we keep that conversation going and making sure that it's not just you know I think, you know, when, when you think about an artist or we think about a performer, it's, you know, one person and one microphone and everybody's just listening to, to the one artist on stage. But I think um, we we sometimes don't realize that it's actually a transaction. Um, I know for me growing up and, you know, seeing my favorite artists on stage, it wasn't just about, um, you know, what they delivered, but it was also about, you know, what I took from that. And, you know, to this day, um, I, I, I always think about that at the back of my head. I think about how can we use music as a tool also to start a conversation. Yeah, no, that's so that's so powerful. It's so true because if you if you know in all our experiences in music, it is one thing that sticks to our mind. It is something that we could be humming. It could be something like, um, you know, like on a lighter note, like. I, with the kids, I've got two small kids, and when they sing their particular songs, or it sticks in my head, even though it's like, you know, some like wiggle song or something like that. But that it just shows how powerful music can be. And so, um, being able to spread words of empowerment and inspiration is so important, especially now. And I think, you know, when you were describing how you grew up, I think I actually could see my uh, my childhood as well, because I migrated here at that same age and um, or a little bit older than you. And it's amazing um, how when you step into a new country and then you have to go to school straight away, which is what happened here. Isn't it just eye opening? It's like you just go, wow, there's so many of these kids who look completely different to us. And it's like uh, English just, you know, just comes out of their mouth so easily. And so it's really one of those things where you, we, I guess it's one of those things where it reminds us of how much we adapt and how much we have to adapt to the, the, our surroundings, but also how much that we also need to show the strength in the cultural diversity because of like, it's a melting pot, the U S Australia, even Philippines, there's a lot of cultures now that's um that's popping up so uh, i love what you do and i love that you do that through music and i know you know music has been a part of your childhood but what was what was actually like i know you touched on it a little bit but what was your motivation to just keep going this music career of yours oh, thank you so much um for me i think there were kind of two pinpoints in my life where I, I I saw music as a viable option to pursue i think the very first time was um, when I when I attended my university and I, I joined the, the spoken word group, and um, you know, joining joining a collegiate um, club, of course, we're going to be doing performances on campus. So we would do the weekly open mics um, at our local lounge, and then um, eventually after that, we would branch out and perform um, 
do do some small shows, you know, in in the downtown area of our of our college town. But um, I think what was the, the the specific moment in 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 that particular experience was um, when my spoken word collective had the opportunity to join a slam uh, slam poetry competition, which was national. And I remember we, we had to travel to a different state, which was uh, New Mexico. And I remember thinking like being on the plane and it was me and, 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 and the people in my group, as well as other students that were part of their own um, you know collegiate uh, spoken word groups. And I remember thinking, wow, people can travel doing doing what they love to do Pe people are allowed to perform and be on the road like this is an actual thing that people live like, and and not even in the sense of like you know you have to be this big rock rock star like you know the, like the lauren hills and the the Nicki minaj yeah. but even something a, a little bit more local as, as to what we were doing and i think that for me was like this I, I wouldn't mind doing this i wouldn't mind pursuing something like this and you know you in in this kind of journey you not only do you get to do what you love to do but you also get to meet so many wonderful people um, through, you know, making art, through be being a creative. And you also get to visit places that I would have only dreamed of, um, I think, as, as a little as a little girl. And I think the, the, the next point in my life that really solidified it for me, that made me realize that I want to do this for the rest of my life, was when I did my um, Circa 91 debut album and we had a release show in San Francisco. I remember even, you know, stepping back to to when we were creating that when i was creating the album and I, I remember thinking are people even going to relate to these types of songs because you know i wanted to create a project that was truly reflective of my experiences and also my my parents um immigrant experience here in in the us and i thought that at the time when i was writing the lyrics i thought that it might have been too narrow in terms of um the experience that it might have only been particular to to what my journey and um I remember arriving at the release show and I thought, um, okay, this is going to be like, you know, one of, one of the, the shows that I've been doing. And I remember just seeing a line from the front door and it wrapped all the way around the block. And then I remember we drove by it too, like me and my partner, um, he, he drove us around and it just kept wrapping around the block onto the next street. And I thought, wait, are these people lined up at the correct show? Are these, are these, do these people know that this is, um, for my album release party or are they confused and i remember entering through the doors and i did the first song on the album and it was brown out and people were reciting the lyrics along with me and i had never experienced that before um as an artist where you know people were actually in verbatim reciting the lyrics the same time as me wow. and um me, me being an artist on stage is kind of like you have to be on um on, on self auto mode where you just, you know, you have to rap, you have to perform. But I remember I felt like it was kind of like an out of body experience where <laughs> I was performing, but in my mind, I was like looking at the people and I was thinking, wow, th these songs actually mean something to them. And I remember, you know, by the time we got to the middle of the show and people were still singing along. And by the end of the show, I, I got to, you know, I stepped off stage and I got to meet um, a good amount of the people that attended the show. and. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the comments that I got was, you know, people were very thankful for the album. They were telling me that, you know, this, this to me feels like it was my experience growing up as a Philip, as a Phil M or thank you. Thank you for making me feel like I'm visible. Thank you for making me feel like I have a voice. And um, I think, you know, hearing words like that is very affirm uh, affirming. Um, it, it, to me, it, it made me feel validated too, as an artist and knowing that, I was on the right path and I was doing the right thing. 
And I kind of felt like this was also my calling. Um, I, I, I don't think I'd ever felt before as an artist that um, what I was doing was impacting or influencing or changing not only people's lives, but specifically people's um, way of thinking. And, and ultimately for me, I think that's the biggest goal that I can achieve as an artist is to, to change the way people think and or if I'm not changing the way they think, if I'm inspiring them to, to start a dialogue around the topic that I'm talking about. And like I mentioned earlier, I think that's what music is all about. It's about the communication between the audience and, and the and musician. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, can, I, could, I can just imagine how you would have felt when, you know, I mean, everybody always um, wants that feeling of validation, right, in, in whatever journey that they're in. And I can just imagine you looking like I would have also would have had that same body out of body experience. It's kind of like, oh, my God, is this actually happening? And people are actually singing my songs like that's how like that would have been just a, a mind blowing experience. But you had to just keep together. <laughs> had to but, um, together and keep it going. <laughs> Exactly. Well, as a Filipina rapper and musician, you know, what are the three essential things that you've learned throughout your years in the music industry? It's it's definitely been an interesting um, experience because here in the U.S., um, you know, when we think about words like, you know, representation and visibility, um, it's still very far and few in between where you can turn on the TV here in America and see Filipinos on television or to turn on the radio and to hear Filipino voices on the radio. It's still very rare, like even, even on a broader scale of Asian Americans, um, it's still something that I think, um, you know, mainstream media here in the America, in America still needs to address and still needs to fix. And, and, and so for me, um, you know, having gone through this journey and knowing that, you know, there, there still needs to be, there's still work that needs to be done in terms of making sure that we're represented here in this country. I think that's one of the things that I've learned is knowing, is under, recognizing the impact of representation. And, you know, also just, for example, just you having this show here on Kumu and, you know, other people that might be tuned in from different countries and seeing people that look like them and thinking like, oh my gosh, the host looks like me, the, the guest sounds like me. You know, there's power in that. There's, there's always gonna be power in seeing ourselves on these platforms because I know for me growing up and watching a movie, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Hook, I remember there's there's a character in the movie um, named Rufio. He's played by the Filipino-American actor Dante Bosco. I remember being around five or six years old and seeing that movie for the first time. And I thought, oh my gosh, that character who's a warrior, he's Filipino. He looks like one of my cousins. And, you know, <laughs> seeing that again like you know speaking to what you mentioned earlier about validation i think when we see ourselves represented in the in the media that we consume there's power and validation in that because on, on one hand we feel we feel visible but on another hand we also it op also opens up our minds and our eyes to to make us learn that you know there there is there is someone out there doing doing that and that opens up the possibility and also us wondering maybe i can do that too then yeah. so that inspiration and so that's one of the things that i learned the impact of representation but also what, another thing that i want to mention something that i've learned in my career so far is also the importance of community um the importance of collaboration um yeah. i think it would be you know 
remiss of me to, to 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 be here on your platform today and say that you know i did a b and c accomplishment all by myself i i did these shows all by myself i i created this album all by myself that would be a complete lie that would be completely false because everything that i've done up until this day has always been um you know in collaboration with other people whether it's with um music producers or show organizers it's because you know of people that helped pushed me up and lifted me onto their shoulders so that i can get onto the next stage for example in this picture it's because of you know people that i've worked with like faith classy and rocky rivera that i got to make you know an, an extraordinary song like us and I, I we were able to make it that more powerful to have multiple voices on there and so that's something that i've learned and i've also cherished and that i want to continue moving forward is um remembering that you know i it's it's great you know to to say that you know we're on a stage that we're doing things but it's even greater when we're doing it with other people and it's more powerful when we're doing it with other people we can make a, a bigger impact and a bigger movement when we're with other people oh my gosh yes ruby you are speaking my language i'm like yes 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 <laughs> i'm totally i'm totally with you and i you know we always say this how you know community is way it trumps um competition you know when we band together with like-minded individuals who want who are pursuing the same dream of like empowering other people inspiring other people to do better and be better like why not come together and use it's like a combined forces you know and and i just love that that's what you do and i love that you know you advocate that because it is so important for everybody to see that because i think some people tend to think that um, in order for them to be successful, they have to do things on their own. And I think, you know, in this day and age, I think it's actually, firstly, it's, it's much more fun when you do it with other people. Uh, but at the same time, it feels more fulfilling, right? Because you're, you, you're having fun, but at the same time, you're inspiring and empowering others. And I just, I just love that. Um, that literally, I'm, whenever, when you were speaking, I was like, yes, girl. Yes, I'm totally with you. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Like imagine like you you reach your goal that you've set for yourself. And if that was through a collaboration, the celebration is even more sweeter because now you have four or five or six people celebrating with you and you're all going, Yay, we did it. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, it's not really fun when you're just tooting the horn by yourself, right? <laughs> oh goodness. Well, what can you say about you know those who want to pursue their careers in music um and and maybe not necessarily even in music but if you know music obviously is in your is your industry but sometimes there are those people they want to pursue their careers but they feel hesitant in leaping um for that career what what would you say to them for those people who might be hesitant into leaping into their passion or their career, I think one, one of the things that I've learned, um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here again also and say that I've never doubted myself or I've, I've never yeah. hesitated or even because that's still something that I, I deal with to this day. I think that's important to recognize that, you know, um, whether you're first starting out or you're more accomplished or you're somewhere like in between or the lower end like me, um, like the, it's still like something like imposter syndrome, you know, still, you know, somehow creeps its way into, into your into your psyche and makes us think that I'm not good enough to be on the stage or I'm not the right look that, you know, these producers or these executives or these managers might be looking for. And I think, you know, in moments like that, we just have to first of all, you know, shake it off and I think take a step back. And I think the important thing to do is to, to sit down, breathe and think, 
why am I doing this in the first place? And I think if you can ask yourself that question and if you can truly think about why do you do what you do? I think that will already answer why you deserve to be there. Um, like for example, for me, um, you know, in moments that I've had the opportunity to to be on larger platforms or these these great opportunities where I would have only dreamed of, you know, participating in um, in in moments like that where I thought that I wasn't good enough or that um, I wasn't accomplished yet. And I remembered why I do music in the first place, and that's you know to tell my story, to tell my voice, and to make sure that um, you know stories like mine aren't forgotten. I'm all of a sudden reminded that there is importance in what I do and that, you know, I, I have what my, what my perspective is and what my voice is, is also going to be unique and no one else out there in the entire world can offer the same story or perspective as, as I bring to the table. And I think, you know, the, for the folks that are tuned in, you need to kind of carry it with that similar perspective and realize that there's only one you, there's gonna be no other person that is going to be identical as you like in terms of your experiences and, and, and your ideas and your perspectives. And that you have to remember that's what you bring, that's what you offer to the table. And I think, you know, when you recognize that and you also own that, I think that that validates your existence and validates your presence, validates your talents and your skills, and also reminds you that you know you do deserve to be there. You just you being there, pursuing that, is already making history. Oh gosh, Ruby, that is so powerful. And yes, it's so true. Um, you know, I think no matter where you are, I think imposter definitely creeps, and I think it's one of those things. And I love that you said that we have to recognize when we feel those things. And I think it's allowing ourselves to feel all the feels, whatever it may be, be it good or bad, allowing us to feel them. But from there, really reminding ourselves of why we're doing what we're doing and why we want to do what we're doing. And, you know, a lot of like in the EVS community, and we're really trying to empower people who are in the virtual workspace. And I think a lot of people coming from different um industries and different backgrounds now, they're trying to transition to the virtual workspace. So there, there is going to be that element of, um, you know, doubt within themselves. And I love that you've, I really, really love the fact that you've reminded everybody to remember their why. And I think it is that, it is that component that will really keep us going, to really keep yeah. us going, no matter what, where, you know, where, wherever the, our journey takes us, left, right, because it's never a straight road, right? So um, um, thank you for reminding everybody about that. Um, so yeah, can you tell us more about your scholarship program Pin, uh, with Pinai Rising? Of course, I would love to. And thank you um, again for highlighting the Pinai's Rising Scholarship Program because I think you know more than ever, throughout the year, we, we we've been doing this annually for the last three years. This is gonna be the third year this year. And um, it, this is something that is um, one of my passion projects. And aside from um, my, my, my videos and my album, I think this is the thing that I've done so far in my life that I'm really most proud of. Because um, you know, when I think about the scholarship program and the purpose of it, it makes me remember um, of my makes me remember my experience in my childhood and growing up and going to school. Um, 
I remember, you know, being a little kid, my mom always, you know, stressed the importance of getting a, an education. And that wasn't necessarily just so that, you know, we can be a doctor or a nurse. It was that she was, my mom never pushed me or my sister to enter a certain career field. It was more so, so that we were equipped with the, the proper tools and resources to go out into the world and to do what we wanted to do ultimately. And so for me, that's what I'll, I also hope to inspire with the youth, with the next generation is that um, education is important because we want to make sure that you know we, uh, we are also in these spaces where the resources are available, whether it be books, whether it be internships, whether it be um, you know work experiences, and um, because those are all tools that we can also bring back to our community. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, when, when someone has a degree, it's not necessarily just because they earn an X amount of um, uh, salary or wage. It, to me, a degree means some a, a knowledge or a tool, something that you can bring back to to the folks in, in your community, whether that's your friends or your family. And so I wanted to start a scholarship program because I, I remember back in um, 2018 when we when, right when we first established this. And when I say we, I, I'm referring to the co-founder, Dr. Allison Tintianco Cobales, who is a professor of ethnic studies at San Francisco State University. And we first met when we filmed my music video for us. She was the one who um, helped me find a location for the video. And she's also the mother of the, the amazing, talented dancer in the video, Mahalaya. And so I remember she was the person that I contacted. I felt like she was the right person to collaborate on this particular program with because she's a professor. And I know that she also has a, a very great passion when, when it comes to empowering and elevating the youth. And um, I, I wanted it to be specifically a scholarship program that um, gave out monetary funds. And the reason for that is, again, when I was growing up, um, I, I grew up in a single parent household. It was just my mother who raised me and my younger sister. And she was also the one who put me and my sister through school. Um, I remember my mom having to take um, double shifts overtime, working on the weekends, working 12 hours throughout the week, just so that I could pay for my books, um, my chemistry books when I was in college or just so that I can pay for my dormitory or other college fees. And I really remember how taxing that was on my mom, not just physically, but also, you know, emotionally and mentally um, having to put in those extra hours at work. And, you know, there were there was a, a brief window in time in my family where it, it got financially hard just because both me and my sister were in college at the same time. So that took, took a toll on us financially. And so, you know, I, I recognize that in this, this experience that I went through, it's not unique to me. There's so many students out there who sometimes even have to, to be a working student just to get through school. And um, as much as possible, I think if I can help, you know, alleviate that problem just even just a little bit even if it's just five hundred dollars as minimal as that may be if i can help pay for one one of your books this semester that's still one book that's paid and and so um this scholarship program aims um to um per provide financial funds for self-identifying filipino american students who are enrolled in institutions of higher learning, and but specifically for, for those students who are in activism or also in the arts. Because I also recognize that as important as education is, it's also important that we have a certain vision when it comes to you know, pursuing higher education. Like what are you gonna, at the end of the day when you graduate, 
What are you going to do with your degree? What are you going to do with what you've learned? How are you going to take those tools and bring it back to your community? And so me and Dr. Allison thought that if, if we cater this towards students who are focused in the arts and activism, those are for sure tools that tangible tools that we can bring back to our community and empower and inspire others. Oh, I love that. How do you take you, uh, the tangible tools to bring back to your community? I love that because it's, it really is about that, you know, you can, you can make a difference and do things for yourself, but it's so much more value when you're able to empower your community after that. And I think, you know, that is another, another thing that um, I, I like to impart to our community as well, because, you know, it's, we as individuals, we are able to make that impact. But if we're able to then um, influence our family and then our community, our local community, from there, it's that ripple effect, right, Ruby? It's about that ripple effect and it just keeps going. And that's amazing um, that you're doing that through PNI Rising. And, um, and you just, you mentioned, and, it's, and it reminded me of a conversation, I mean, that I was listening to recently. You said chemistry. So, I want to ask you, is it true? Are you a scientist? I, I am. That's that's When I attended my uh, UC Davis, I majored in biochemistry and molecular biology. I know it's super nerdy and not hip hop at all. I'm losing my, <laughs> my rapper points right now. But yeah, I majored in biochem and I ended up becoming a scientist. I went into the biotech field and um, I worked for a, a, a biotech company. And, and now we've been doing research around COVID th th this last 15 months, pretty much. Wow. So you're you're playing a part in um, like the vaccines and, and all of those things to fight COVID. Is that right? Yeah, the va vaccine and, and wow. the- Wow. That's amazing. Oh my God, seriously, scientists by day and a rapper the other, the parts of the day as well. Like I, I don't like to say day and night, but because I think you're both <laughs> at the same time, but that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that was, that That to me is like, wow, you you just, that's a com two completely different hats, but I love that you're wearing both. That is amazing. Um, now, before you go, do you have any messages to impart about um, knowledge and its power? And, and do you have any events that you'd like to promote? Of course. So for everybody that's tuned in, um, I will be at the Tribeca Film Festival this weekend in New York City. Um, on June 12th, we'll be premiering the film Asking For It, in which I do the music for the film. I also appear in the film. So I'm very excited for that. This is the first time that I'm appearing in a movie. Um, the film features um, Alexandra Shipp, um, Kiersey Clements, as well as Vanessa Hudgens, who is, you know, film idol. She's, she's amazing. And um, in addition to that, I'm also have been very hard at work on my sophomore album, which I'll be releasing this fall. Um, and of course, after the release of the album, I'll be working on my tour during the, during the new project. In between that, I'm also doing a few collaborations that I think I can't speak on yet, but um, okay. there's definitely a lot of new music, you know, along the way um, throughout this year. But um, yeah, the, the message that I'd like to impart on the viewers, um, I think, um, the, the most important thing for me when, when I talk about um, the, the, a message in, in terms of inspiring others and, you know, remembering our worth, I think with that comes along with um, just don't, 
don't feel like you have to compromise for anyone. And um, I think for me, I think that applies to any field, whether you're in the arts or you're, you know, you're, you're working in the office. And it's just knowing, I think ultimately what that means is just knowing your value and knowing your worth, um, especially for, for the women that are tuned in right now, for all the Filipinas, all the Panais that are tuned in, please always remember the, you know, the value that you bring to the table and what you have to share and the knowledge that you also have to impart out there um, in, in whatever field that you're in. And also remembering, not, again, not, not to compromise, remembering that your authentic self, your true self is what makes you beautiful. It's what makes you unique and what makes you strong too. And I think, you know, with that is also celebrating and also remembering where we come from. Um, I know for me, you know, I, I talk about being Filipino a lot in my music, but that that is always going to be part of my identity. I understand that, you know, I wh whether I'm in New York, whether I'm here in California, whether I go back to the Philippines, that's always going to be part of my identity, always going to be something that, you know, I carry not only on my back, but also in my heart, because that is, you know, my culture. That is my community. When I, that is my family. Being Filipino, um, and and so for me, it's. I think it's important, especially for the Filipino Americans or Filipino Australians that might be tuned in, is to always remember where we come from and to celebrate that. But do it in a way where we're also, you know, creating that bridge. Um, for for the our Kababayans back home in the Philippines, and I think for me as a film, um, I, I I'm always cognizant of the fact that I'm very privileged having grown up here in America. Being a Filipino American is a different experience than being a Filipino in the Philippines, and so. Um, it's not lost on me that it's important that in whatever space that I'm in or whatever accomplishment or whatever goal I'm trying to to do next is that um, at the end of the day, um, whatever wins that I, I whatever wins and whatever gains that I make, it's all it's going to be reflective and also representative of my Kababayans back home. And a win for me is a win for all of us. And and likewise, a win for you, Yana, is also a win for me. And um, I think that also I think goes back to our conversation earlier about community um you know it's not it's not about you specifically you it's not just specifically about me this is about all of us and i think uh, at the end of the day if you remember that um whatever work whatever line of work that we do whatever words that we say that um you know it it it's like what you mentioned, it's a ripple effect. Whatever energy you put out to the world, it affects the next person who then affects the next person. And I think, you know, just being cognizant of that, remembering that, you know, there's a world, you know, outside and around us and um, whatever positive energy or whatever energy that you bring out to the world, it also affects, you know, those that are around you. So, so true. Wow, Ruby, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for saying yes to being here on the show. I really... I'm so honored that, you know, you made the time and for sharing with us your experiences, your talent, your words of wisdom. Um, you know, I, I really feel that today was so powerful and um, how fitting it is that the segment is knowledge is power. So thank you again, Ruby. And I know I'll be seeing you, especially on Kumu. Um, so <laughs> thank you. And um, I'll see you again soon, Ruby. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Of course, you're welcome. Wow, oh my goodness, how amazing. Um, I hope you're all inspired and empowered by our fantastic guest, Ruby Ibarra. You know, Ruby's demonstrated that when knowledge and talent are paired with life experiences, dedication and passion, one can spark change. And change not only on how we think, but change in how we act. And that 
itself is a power that we can hold to make this world a better place. We all have a choice whether we want to be better. So we need to choose to do, to say, to act and to be better and to ensure that all of those things actually, you know, mold to and um, how we and that we match what we say and what we do and make sure that we always live with integrity. Uh, it's, it's such a powerful conversation today. Uh, another one to add to knowledge power. Thank you everyone for joining us today um, on this episode. But before we go, let me just announce that tomorrow is the Philippines 123rd Independence Day. So to celebrate our country's 123rd Philippine Independence Day, EVS prepared an exciting event for everyone, um, especially our EVS community. It is our freedom to learn. Um, five-day challenge to build a successful career online. Now, it will start this coming Monday, June 14 to 18, with only less than an hour of learning time each day for five days. This program guides you through online career startup and improves your resumes, portfolios, and overall online profiles to become a legit service provider. This is a this is free for five days. So let's see more about this freedom to learn to develop further our mindset and motivation to assist us in our online careers, whether you are a VA, a freelancer, a remote worker, or a work from, uh, from home professional, or perhaps you may be thinking of transitioning from the corporate world to the virtual world. So um, that's the that's the link there, but we'll share it also in the comments. So if you haven't registered already, please do so on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, you'll find the links uh, on our Facebook and Instagram accounts, and um, we'll be posting the link in the comments as well. So that's it for today. Thank you again so much for watching. Maraming salamat to all of our Facebook viewers as well as those who have joined us on Kumu. See you all again for another empowered episode um, on our EVS show series, powered by EVS. Thank you. Bye for now.